What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sons of Legends. It's your boy, Art Dog, here with your homeboy, MJ Gunner. Oh, it's hot, 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 but we'll still give it all we got, got, got. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Okay, okay. Yes, sir. I get better every week. I don't know about that, but let's continue it. on with the show. Um, shit, man, we got a lot to jump into. Um, I want to start off with NXT. Since NXT is moving to USA mm-hmm. and everything is starting to crack off and they starting to get the ball rolling on the storylines. And when they go to USA, it seems like they're going to be undisputed. And Lord, do I hope so. Because uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, also known as Red Dragon, also, also known as the Undisputed Era. Also known as my favorite indie tag team ever. Has Red just Dragon. beat the Street Profits for the NXT Tag Team titles, which was very unexpected to me. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't expect, you know, I thought the Street Profits were killing the game and everything. But I'm not going to yeah. lie, I am pretty happy to see uh, Kyle and Bobby holding gold again. Man, it seems like the Street Profits was doing their thing. Because first off, they've been on Raw almost every fucking week. Ever since they debuted as the... NXT Tag Team Champion. I mean, as the... Yeah, ever since they debuted on Raw with the Tag Team titles, they have been nothing short of, you know, a miracle, basically. They've been having TV time. They've been cutting promos with Ric Flair. They've been fucking uh, drinking milk with Kurt Angle. They've been uh, doing, like, promo shoots for the upcoming matches and all that stuff, which... Just because they won the title, I mean, lost the titles, doesn't mean that that's going to stop. Yeah, I mean, we saw them, we've seen them on Raw without the tag titles. But what I want to know is, are they going to wrestle? That's my question. Are they going to get in the ring? On Raw? Yeah. I, are they moving up? I don't up? know. I don't think that's the case. I think um, I think Triple H is pretty content with them being in NXT, as popular as they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, them winning the tag titles just kind of validated them as a as a good wrestling tag team instead of just a promo it. team. I was not expecting it, not the Street Profits. That will caught me off guard. Especially today. not on just just a TV taping. Yeah, well, they did that at TakeOver. Ladder match at TakeOver. Right. They won at a ladder match at TakeOver. They lost on a TV taping in Full Sail, mm-hmm. which is... You know, it's real rare that the title changes hands on TV in mm-hmm. full sale. I've known about this for weeks. I know, and you have and no you would... idea how hard it was not to say anything. Because you know how big of a Street Profits fan I am. But that makes um, that makes three out of the four members of Undisputed Era have gold. Yep. And Roddy just set Velveteen's couch on fire, which <laughs> pretty means. much sets up for Roderick Strong versus Velveteen Dream. Now, the question is, is that going to be on the first episode of the UFA show? Because it's on the 18th, mm. um, on Wednesday, next Wednesday. Is that going to set up for the USA show for them to change hands on that show? Mm-hmm. Or is it, are they going to save it for a pay-per-view that's coming up? Well, I don't know, but to be completely honest with you, I mean, I like Roger Strong as much as the next guy, but the Velveteen Dream is killing it with the North American title right now, and I just hate to see him take it off of him. Yeah, but you know, uh, this has kind of been in the cards for a long time. We've expected the Undisputed Era to hold all the belts 
for over two years now. And now they're building toward, toward, towards it, you know, and everything. I just kind of, I don't know, you know, I don't know if I want to see, uh, you know, the Velveteen drop just so, you know, the U.E. Just can so hold honest, all the, yeah. you know, just so they can get this whole gimmick thing I think they're working on right now. Because I think that's really what it is, you know, the gimmick thing, you know, is going to be all undisputed, you know, in NXT, we're going to hold all the gold. You know, that's that's fine. I like the undisputed era. Well, I'm kind of looking toward, well, in my opinion, I think by the time it airs on USA and Roderick Strong gets his match, I'm looking towards another member. Of the undisputed era? Yeah. I think they need one more person. I don't I don't necessarily say need one more person, but I would look for them to have one more person, possibly a female. I don't see what the point of them have all the members having gold then if we're going to add somebody else. Because if they add a female, that'll just give them another line of defense against women and they'll have another belt to vie for. I, I, personally, I can't see any uh, women on the NXT roster who would fit well with them. Me either, you know? but there's a possibility that there could be some. You know what I'm saying? Well, uh, speaking of the women... Rhea Ripley, mm-hmm. one of my faves, yeah, you know, yeah. showed up in NXT to go against another one of my faves, Shayna Baszler. How do you feel Rhea stands up to the challenge of Shayna Baszler? Well, honestly, you know, I think this is kind of a last-ditch effort, you know. Shayna Baszler's basically wiped out the, the whole division, the, the NXT Women's Division. You know, they kind of have to go overseas to find some new blood for her, and I think Rhea Ripley's a... Uh, that girl that could do it. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think that she's gonna win the title, but that's only because she's probably going back to NXT UK. I think UK. this is the one, dog. I mean, if she's going back to NXT UK, which I'm pretty sure she is, then it wouldn't make any sense for her to win it. I think you know? this is the one. I think this is it. I think Mm-mm. this is the one that's gonna. If now you know, I've always thought that Bianca Belair was the one that was gonna be Shayna Baszler. Yeah. You already know Rhea Ripley was my pick to win the Mae Young Classic. Right, right. Tony Storm won that joint. Yes, she did. But Rhea Ripley was the breakout star of that year's classic. And she did, and she was the first, first inaugural UK women's champion. Yes, all right, all right, I understand this. And nobody's more credited than Rhea Ripley to kind of take the light off of Shayna Baszler. Like you said, she's wiped out the whole fucking division. I mean, I think basically what this is, you know, it's the shock factor, like they did with Pete Dunne at the last takeover, you know, I can't believe he's back. You know, we're gonna get to see him, you know, wrestle back here in NXT. I think that's what it is. I I believe it was kind of a difference with Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne had already had his like, he had the most fucking prestigious run of WWE in the last 20 years. Rhea Ripley had a nice run in NXT UK. Not like Pete Dunne. No, not My like guy Pete was Dunn. champ for 688 days. Alright, alright. Nobody had a run like Pete Dunne. It took them to bring in Walter to dethrone <laughs> Pete Dunne. Uh, true that, true that. So Pete Dunne had his time in the light. Rhea Ripley has has had a time in the late, but not like Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne was already popular before he won that belt. I don't think that she's going to make the jump over to the regular NXT. So I think that she's just going to do the match and then go back to NXT UK. I believe with her already wiping out the UK division, 
she's pretty much beating everybody over there. Her recent match, she had a match with Piper Niven and beat the shit out of her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think NXT is what's next for her anyway. Or it should be. And, and you think she's here to stay? It, I, w- I would hope so. Because it'd give, it give uh, Shayna Baszler somebody to go against. You know what I'm saying? She's already cleaned out everybody. Mia Yim is begging for another title shot. William Regal says that's done. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So who else are you going to get? Yeah, true. I mean, if she's staying, she, she, she is a prime contender, you know, and she'd be a perfect choice to take on Shayna Baszler if she's staying. If she's staying, which I hope she does because um, Shayna's just got a chokehold on this division, dog. You know, it's That's, not going anywhere. That belt is chained to her, to her waist, man. It's not going anywhere. And, I mean... As far as the intimidation factor, Rhea Ripley has it. She stepped right up to her with the horsewomen right there. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's it. I think that's the one. Um, let's talk about um, Adam Cole versus Jordan Miles. All right. Um, I think this was the complete, utter wrong move, dog. I think this was completely wrong to go about don't get me wrong jordan miles aka ach i think that he is an amazing talent he was one of my favorites in ring of honor i -hmm. love his move set i really don't like his persona right now this smiling all the time thing Mm -hmm. but you know i'm saying uh it's cool for him whatever gets him over um, I really loved his anime type gimmick in the Ring of Honor, but of course, you know they're gonna have restrictions when it comes to WWE. Right now, having him vie for the NXT title right off the bat fucking sucks. Well, it's not really like he's like going. That's not like he's gonna stay up there as the top contender, though, Art. I mean, they but had to have a prize for the winner. That's the thing. Why have him go for the biggest title first? Because he has nowhere to go but down. I mean, you got to have a prize for the winner. I mean, what what's is, having the NXT title is, you know, it makes the tournament look, you know, big, you know, the winner's yeah. going to get, you know, the a bigger title shot. A shot at the biggest prize we got, you know. Right, right. That's what they usually do in wrestling. You know, tournaments are held and people get shots at the world heavyweight title, you know. That's yeah. what makes the tournament look big. Yeah, so I get what you're saying. If if you're going to be in this tournament, you got to make it worth somebody's while yeah, to win it. Exactly. You know what I mean? But I just, when you vie for the NXT title right off the bat, when you don't win, it, it's nowhere to go but down. I mean, it's not like he worked his way up, though. You know, it's not like he beat everybody uh, Everybody. uh going up to get that title shot, you know. Right, He's right, still right. got a lot of people, you know. He could work his way back up to getting that title shot. Well, I just don't see it happening because it seems like once you get that title shot, if you're not Johnny Gargano, you're not getting another one. I understand. That's just my only problem with it is there's nowhere to go from the title but down. Um, All right, man, let's talk about uh, the match of the century. Fucking Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic. All right. I'm glad you brought this match up because, you know, I did watch this match and... It was a great match, okay? But but here's my issue. Okay. 
How does this separate from all the other great matches down there in NXT? It necessar- it doesn't necessarily. It's just the size of the two guys. Now, you see, if it doesn't separate from all the other matches they got down there, then it gets lost in the shuffle. Like, I watch every single takeover, but I could not really point out spots in all those main event matches because they all blend together, in my opinion, you know? They're all at, great matches. At a certain point. Po- at a certain point, you're saying it becomes just a spot fest. No, at a certain point, you know, it's just routine. Like, oh, this is gonna, oh, this is a great match, and then it is a great match. You know, you, you, it's almost like you get bored watching it. You know, it's like, oh, that spot was cool. Oh, this spot's pretty cool. But you know, like I said, you know, at least There's for no me anyway, it, it just kind of they just kind of blend in together. You know. See, I think. I think what you're saying is there was no build to it. There was no storyline behind it. It was just a great match, and that's it. Pretty much, you know. I think uh, I would like to see these guys uh, do uh, work a good storyline, though. You know, I think that'd be yeah, a... Yeah, I think that was the reason... Better getting them over. Yeah, I think that was the reason why you weren't necessarily feeling the match. I mean, it's not like you weren't... I mean, I like the match. Uh, don't get me wrong. You know, I appreciate, you know, the athletic ability and everything. Right. Because these are two huge motherfuckers. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it was impressive and everything. They're both great wrestlers. It's just, you know, kind of blends into everything else that got going on down there, I guess. At least for me, anyway. You know? Yeah, I think I think this match would have been um, better... Well, I don't want to say better. I would say people would have shown more interest if there was something on the line or they had a storyline. Mm-hmm. Make it more memorable, you know, at least. Because know, even the it. first time that they went at it in NXT and it ended in a double countout, that was another amazing match. But I kind of forgot about like it. Like you said, there's nothing to remember about it. Right. Besides the match. There's no storyline. There's no rivalry. There's mm-hmm. no belts on the line. There's nothing but two big athletic guys going mm-hmm. at it. Right. And I, I think that that's uh, pretty much the way uh, NXT operates, isn't it? You know, they put on great matches. You know, great matches are the norm down there. You know? And well, I don't want to say that. I think... I think the crowd at Full Sail kind of uh, amps shit up mm-hmm. bigger than it actually is. Because, not to say that I don't like him, but I'm not excited about Kushida. And they cheer him like he's their hometown hero. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he doesn't do anything that's, you know, extra special or nothing like not that. Not a very big fan of Kushida myself. But the way the NXT crowd reacts to him... Mm makes you think that this guy is on another level compared to the rest of the guys down oh, well, you there. See, that, I think that's the way the, the full the, the full sale crowd does that for a lot of people. Like, yeah, Balor was huge, 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 like, ten times over down there than he is up there on the main roster. I mean, I think the the way the full sale crowd uh, operates, and obviously I'm not knocking them, it's just the way it is, you know, it's still theirs, you know? Right, they, these, are their, these are their talents, these are their people, and you know they have a way of making them feel special. Not just that, a lot of these, a lot of these full sale audience members have sort of a personal relationship. Right. You know with they the go NXT back there, superstars. They're able to stay after. Right, they see them all the yeah, time. See them all the time. Wait for them to come out, get mm-hmm. autographs, talk to them, shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I remember mm-hmm. watching, um, 
what was it, Breaking Ground? Yeah. Where a lot of these people stayed after to talk to the fans and stuff like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? As as um, background as Mojo Rowley is now, he was another huge guy in NXT. The Ascension, another huge team in NXT. And then they get to the main roster and kind of dud out. Yeah. So... I guess you're basically saying the way the NXT full sale crowd treats them, it's like they can do no wrong. Pretty much, you know, like they'll let you know if they don't like you. Believe me, it's Tommaso Ciampa's living proof of that. But you know, you know that they pretty much have home court advantage every yeah, night. Yeah, every night, every single night. So no matter if you do have like a botch fest or something like that, it's okay. It's they'll okay. forgive you. They'll forgive. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much how it goes. I mean, but. As far as um, NXT goes, it's looking like they're going to have a lot to do when it comes to ne- to USA mm-hmm. Network. Yeah. They got a lot to shape up on because it's not just uh, a WWE Network thing now. Right. They're going prime time, baby. They're going prime, prime time. time. Uh, they're going against a company that's got its fan base on lockdown. Pretty much. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, like CM Punk said... Don't be fooled into making it a us versus them thing. I mean, you, wanna, you can watch both products. Right. You know, if that was a thing back in the 90s, you know, you kind of had to work to watch both products, you know, switching right. back and forth. Today, the, the DVR exists. You can watch both. You know, you don't have to choose. Exactly. It's, and it's and it's going to be a war. It's yeah. definitely going to be a war because everybody's taking shots. Yeah, but most people, I think, are going to watch both. It's just which do they prefer? Which do they think is doing better? Yeah, I think because you know how we are. We're going to watch mm-hmm. them both. Mm-hmm. We're already like four promotions in. Yeah. With fucking uh, NXT, the WWE main roster, Impact, Fucking uh, Ring of Honor. I said we're getting back in our way. Yeah, New Japan is still around here. We're watching yeah. that sometimes. Yeah. Well, you're watching Lucha Underground. I have. I have been binge watching season four. Like I missed season four because we didn't get that channel. But you know, I've gone back and I've watched it. Exactly. And I'm really enjoying it. And uh, Jack Swagger is over there fucking shit up. Good lord. That's that's one reason why I was not looking forward to watching this season. That guy is pushed to the moon, to over the moon. He's going and he's wrecking everybody. Well, it's almost the same way as when Alberto showed up. True, it impacts. Yeah, it's the same thing pretty much. You know, a former WWE guy goes over there and he's the Terminator or something. Yeah, it happens, dog. And then yeah. in Impact, we got fucking all these fossils coming back trying to make their way back in RVD, Ken Shamrock Sabu you know what I'm saying, Tommy Dreamer all these guys all these guys are just coming up and I believe instead of them making the next superstars, they're still trying to get the spotlight. You think so? I don't know how to feel about it I mean, Impact's got a few superstars right now you know, yeah. with Tessa Blanchard and Sammy Callahan. I believe Sammy Callahan is the best heel in pro wrestling today. One of one of the best heels of pro wrestling today. I like what they're doing with Moose. You know, I'm a pretty big fan of the Rascals. Yeah, I love the Rascals. You know, they're pretty cool. Rich Swan and kind of made yeah. his return with the Mac. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, Johnny, I got Johnny and Tyo, yeah. uh, one of my favorite uh, couples in uh, yeah. wrestling. 
uh, Taya Valkyrie is officially the longest reigning knockouts champion in in TNA history. As she deserves to be. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's still a good product. Yeah, it is. I don't know what's going on over there or what the problem is, but it's still a pretty good product. They just have to focus more on having these quality matches mm-hmm. that we deserve because there is a lot of botching going on over there. Yeah. Yeah, there is. And they need to focus on the quality of their matches. All right, anyway, man, <clears throat> let's get back to the matters at hand. Um, I want to talk about uh, the Sasha Bailey thing. This thing is going over huge, huge. Everybody's taking it as either a heel turn or, you know, a power team. I honestly do not understand why everybody's waiting for with bated breath for Bailey to go heel. Everything that's good about her is what makes her a good face. You know, this is not going to work as a heel. It's not. I'm sorry. It's not. I don't think you have that much faith in her to begin with. I mean, she's a good face. Right? She's probably one of the best faces I think in, you the, said, in the last few years. I, if I could remember, you were the first person to say on this show that you don't see why Becky has to be a heel and this is never going to work and blah, 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 blah. You were the first person to it's say that. and the it's the same thing. It's Art. the exact same thing. Art, Becky and Bailey are not the same people. Yeah, Becky but did not Becky have was all, a face. Becky didn't have all the bright lights. Becky didn't wasn't Yes, really, she did. Be- she, she came out with fucking green and orange lights Art. with smoke everywhere Art. with the fucking goggles on would with lights please, on it. Would you please not try to act like they're the same people? I'm not. Bailey does, Becky does not have the wacky and failing inflatables of the two men. And yeah, but she had really, fucking dry ice. And you I'm know they give they give all their fucking faces dry ice. I'm a hugger this and I'm a hugger that. She Bailey's really more marketable to the kids, man, and it works for her. This is not gonna work as as a heel. I don't think so. You were the same one that said the same thing about ba- about Becky. This is not gonna work, Art. Mark my work. Okay, I'm. You saw her on SmackDown. You saw her coming out there the same way she always does. Because she's not taking it as her turning heel. That's the thing, and the crowd and uh, most of the crowd is not taking it as her turning heel. What is it? Then it's just loyalty and her not liking Becky. You guys just take it as. Oh, she's turning heel. It seems like every time someone attacks a face, it's a heel turn. Pretty much. But it's you know, not, it doesn't have to be what, that that's way. That's what people see. I think wrestling internet. is past the baby face heel thing. I think it's more of a rivalry that makes you or breaks you. Yeah, we've said that on the show before. Yeah, yeah. I think we're way past the baby face heel era. Because a person like. Bailey, who takes a shot at Becky and gets booed, you know what I'm saying? She got cheered. I mean, yeah, she she gets cheered for beating up Becky, which that's supposed to be a heel turn if you guys consider it, then she's supposed Mm -hmm. to get booed. But a person like Baron Corbin, no matter what he does, he gets booed. People don't like Baron Corbin. No matter what. He I does. like Baron Corbin. He even changed the outfit <laughs> that we had been complaining about he still for months. He slacks and stuff, though. But he changed the vest. He still wrestles in his slacks and his dress. He doesn't have a button-up vest anymore. 
<laughs> but that's the point. Yeah. Like, you can't just take it as a heel turn. Why can't she just want to support Sasha? Or why can't she just dislike Becky? Why does it saying. have to be good guy, bad guy? Because if that's the case, then people would stop fucking booing Ricochet for no reason. Yeah, true. I, I think... As uh, we said on the show before, you know, I think we're kind of past the whole good guy versus bad guy thing, you know? Right. It has to be a major thing that you do in order to turn you into a bad guy. I mean, in wrestling in 2019, I think people pick who they want to like and they just ride with that person. You know? Right. Like. Right. Because I wanted to bring up a couple of famous heel turns and get your opinion. Like when Tommaso Ciampa supposedly went heel. Was that really a heel turn or did he just beat up Johnny Gargano for dismissing him? As far as everybody in NXT was concerned, yes. That Johnny was the biggest. Everybody loved Johnny and after Tommaso did that, everybody hated Tommaso. See, my thing is everybody loved DIY. Mm -hmm. And Tommaso Ciampa was killing DIY. Pretty much. What about this Io Shirai heel turn? Now, see, that was a heel turn to me. She beat up her best friend. She changed her look completely. But she hasn't really changed anything in she the She changed ring, her has she? theme music. Yeah, she did. She still does the moonsault, but it's not a finish anymore. Now she uses the, uh, the Koji clutch oh. as a finish. I understand. And she changed certain things that she did. She, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she got more aggressive. Yeah. Her, She changed her hair color, her outfit, her music. Now, that's what a heel turn is to me. Yeah, If okay. Bailey was doing Eel a heel turn, that. then she would have came out with a different outfit, different music, you know, no no more bright colors, no more wacky, mm-hmm. waving, inflatable tube, man. Like, that's a heel turn. I think basically, I think most people want Bailey to stay the way she is. She just, they just wanted to be more aggressive. You know, they want the Bailey character to be, they want the Bailey character to be badass. And I don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that it's supposed to be a badass. That's not character. the point of it. You know. Yeah. Just... I mean, let's not get it twisted. Now she could be known as tough. Mm. You know what I'm saying? She could be known as rugged. You know, things like that. But I don't think that she'll be known as a badass. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because the height of... Let's let's take the height of her career, for instance. When she was doing NXT TakeOver and uh, Brooklyn against Sasha and all that stuff, that was the height of her popularity. Mm-hmm. She wasn't so much uh, a badass. She was just tough who could withstand a bunch of punishment. Right. And, you know... She's John Cena-esque. I com- I consider her the female John Cena. I can see that. Where she gets through to men, women, and children. But at the same time, you really root for her and want to see her prosper. At this point, by her turning on Becky, she's taken the biggest face of the women's division, which is Becky right now, the most popular person of the win- women's division, and she's using it to elevate her and Sasha. To be completely honest with you, I think people are starting to get just a little sick of Becky Lynch. You know? I said that a while ago. I said that along with you them know? getting sick of Kofi Kingston. She doesn't really get cheered the way she did. And yeah, I think her heat is kind of, you know, dying down a little. Yeah, and and it's rightfully so because she's been riding high ever since WrestleMania last year. 
Yeah. I mean, SummerSlam Summer last, last year. year. Right. You know, and then eventually it'll go down, and I think it's about to. I, and would you like to see Sasha and Bailey running both women's divisions? I would not mind As a that. power team. I would not mind that Because if they keep all. showing up on the other shows for each other, who's going to fucking stop them? I would not mind that at all, only because that means a bigger, only because that means a bigger, better spot for Sasha Banks. I think it makes sense, though. Me too. I think it, well, makes it does sense. make sense. You know, those two they make a good tandem and everything. Not just that, but with uh, Sasha being gone and her supposedly losing everybody in the locker room as a friend, mm-hmm. Bailey being. The loyalist that she is, I'm not gonna turn my back on my best friend. It makes sense. Yeah, I get it. You know, it does make sense. You know what's going on right now. I just don't think it was a heel turn. That's what I. That's how I see it. I don't Mm -hmm. see it as a heel turn. I see it as a power team being made. Pretty much. You know what I'm saying? I agree. All right. Um, FTRKO. Good Lord, I hope they keep them together. I know we talk crap about all these, these you know, put-together teams and everything, but this one works. I swear I would love to see the Revival as the, Raw, as the SmackDown Tag Team Champions and Randy Orton as WWE Champion. Man, this this is a faction right here, man. Oh, this is a faction faction. This is a faction, faction, faction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they man. They teammates. Yeah, it, it does work, and... I, Personally, I think it almost works better than Legacy. I think so too, to be honest with you. This is a actual tag team. Like the revival, I would put over as uh, being a better tag team as, than Rose and DiBiase were back in the day. Yeah. Well, we already know DiBiase was a botch yeah. king, and I think even Randy's, you know, a little more seasoned now. You know, he was the biggest heel on the roster back in the day, but and you he's know, starting to become one of the bigger heels. He's now. got that veteran instinct now. He didn't really have that back then. You know, he was still like six. Six years in or so, you know, he was he's been right. there, but you know he doesn't have the the veteran killer instinct now. He's got that now. Yeah, he he all to me he's had it for a couple years. Mm-hmm. He's just been silently doing things right. to give other people their shine. Because let's not forget, Randy Orton is a fourteen time champion. Yes. He has done every fucking thing you could do in WWE, and at this point, it's time for him to start making stars into real stars. And I think he could do that with the Revival. Definitely can do that with yes, the Revival. Yes, sir. They need him. They have been fucking flapjack RKO and motherfuckers left and right. Love that move! They have... This guy has decimated the New Day for weeks. <laughs> like kicking the living hell he out of He is kicking boy. the hell out of the New Day every fucking week. Yeah. And with the Revival by his side... I can is, see Randy as... Champion. Beating Kofi for the WWE title. Like, I could see this happening. I honestly hope it does happen. So, the real question is Is Kofi's light dwindling down to the point where you want to take the belt off of him at right now? Uh, I don't think that it is at this point. I think maybe by Survivor Series, Royal Rumble time, he'd be ready to get to give it up. But as of right now, I don't want to see him. I think so. Just yet. I think so. I, I think I've kind of been a. Uh, yeah, I've made my feelings known about Kofi Kingston's right. title reign right now. Right, you think and it sucks pretty much. Basically, you know, it's not a knock on Kofi. Obviously, you know, no, Kofi we Kingston know that fan. Kofi's a veteran. You know? Of course, you've got pictures with the guy. Yeah, you know, I do. But it's just, it's, 
I don't think this title reign is working. You know? It, it works for me. It's not really doing anything for the title or really for Kofi Kingston at this point. I you don't want think me so. to tell you my biggest problem with this championship run? I honestly think it's because he's still with the New Day. No. That's my biggest problem. I don't problem. think that that's it. My biggest problem with this run is Trouble in Paradise. You think he needs a more new I move? think he needs a more impactful move that's a lot better than what he's using. Trouble in Paradise just doesn't seem like the move that knocks off champions. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I've like we're used to fucking pedigrees and rock bottoms mm. and stunners and RKOs and FUs and F5s and then here he comes with this 540 kick. That's just supposed to put away everybody. Mm-mm. I get what you're saying, all right? You know, and I've, I've said it before, and I'll probably say it again. You know, it, it does feel like a mid-carder with the WWE title right now. Yeah. You know, at least for me, anyway. This is the way I saw CM Punk back in and 2008. That was, and, and also, the opponents that he's faced have been kind of mid-card level when he's faced them. I mean, there's, he fought there's, Dolph Ziggler on his return. Ziggler, you know, he's had Samoa Joe when Samoa Joe had just lost to Rey Mysterio. Joe. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's fought Daniel Bryan once on Daniel Bryan's come down. If he can get by Randy, I it, think this will do huge. Because he him. definitely didn't do it at SummerSlam. Because Randy is really building. Building a lot of momentum, he's building a lot of steam behind him, and if Kofi can get by him, I think that this would be a step in the right direction right now. Because Randy's doing the thing right now, right? Because basically, Randy said you ran from me at SummerSlam using your family as an excuse, mm-hmm. which it does seem like because Randy was winning that match, he was dominating pretty much. Yeah, and Kofi got himself either what was it counted out, disqualified. Uh, he got himself DQ'd when Randy started making faces at a kid at his kid, and then Kofi started beating on him with a weapon. I don't Ex- think it was a exactly. steel chair or something. And not only that, Randy did pin Kofi. He was the first person to pin Kofi since he's had that belt. Yeah, I honestly think that uh, what he really needs is a good feud. And this thing with Randy Orton, I think it's really working. You know, Randy could be the legitimate contender that he needs, in my opinion, that uh, could really help skyrocket this WWE title reign. Yeah, that'd be a good thing. And if the if him and the Revival do pull this shit off at Night of Champions, then we're in for a treat with those teams, mm-hmm. with those two entities being together. With the Revival and Randy Orton brings another cold dynamic to... I would love to see that, though. It see does. Because the way they took out Xavier Woods on Raw mm-hmm. while making Kofi watch... I've literally never seen that man scream so loud. <laughs> He well, gets you an know Xavier Emmy. can sell. He gets an, uh, an Oscar performance for that one. He really does. Xavier that can was sell. awesome. <laughs> and then fucking them uh, taking out Big E and, you know, they're just they're just terrorizing the New Day. Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen a New Day manhandled like this since. Forever, really. The haven't. Usos, probably. I don't even think the Usos got them like this. Not like this. Because there was always two of them and, and three, three of, of the them. New Day. Right, right, and now it's three on three, and FCRKO's really been getting out, getting off on them. They have. They have been smashing these guys. This man, Kofi, done caught more RKO's than 
Hulk Hogan during their lead up. <laughs> <laughs> but I honestly think that this is uh, really building towards Kofi keeping the belt then, you know, because they usually don't let you, you know, catch the champion every single time and then beat him right. with the title on the line. Right, and Randy's catching him every single right. week. So, probably twice a week. I think this would be good for Kofi. Yeah, maybe this will put some validation on his championship right. run. Like we were all expecting, we thought we figured that Randy would be the guy to validify his his run as champion. I think champion. he is, and I I still believe that. But I just would like to see. Um, I mean, that Trouble in Paradise, dude. It just doesn't hit the mark. For I mean, me. he's been using it since he got there. You know, maybe know. it is the time for a change. Well, he hasn't changed up anything, and I mean, not at this point. Now is solidified as a great finisher, even though it isn't to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right, man. The fucking King of the Ring tournament. Good Let's Lord. talk about it. Uh, okay. I don't think I got this point across last week, but I'm going to try to use my words and really get it across this week. Okay? It's thing with Chad Gable. Okay. Okay? It's thing with Chad Gable. Chad Gable had literally no momentum going into King of the Ring. None at all. And now he is a finalist on the SmackDown side. Quarterfinalist. Quarterfinalist. Okay? And my point last week was, and I guess, you know, it was okay when they did it with Benjamin because, you know, Benjamin didn't really have any, you know, momentum going either. Yeah, he didn't. And he beat Andrade, you know, yes. to get to the to next round. And Andrade, I thought, was really starting to build up some steam. And I was hoping he'd start to build up some steam. And then, you know, Gable shut it down, pretty much. Right. All of our, all of our pretty much, when we saw the brackets, everybody picked someone that got eliminated in the first round. Like, everybody, like they're all out. All the, all the heavy, heavy, heavy favorites are all gone. Yes. Drew McIntyre was definitely a big favorite to win. The I was whole betting thing. on him. Out. The Miz was a big favorite to win the whole thing. I could have seen it. Out. Gone. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with the, with the whole with, the, with what they're doing and everything. But the bright spot of this, and I'm hoping they go this way with it, would be Baron Corbin. Like I hope he wins this thing. The well, he's the front be, runner to me now. The but heat would the, be. Here's the biggest problem. Okay, can you have two heels in the finals? Because as far as I can see, Elias and Baron Corbin are the two front runners. Elias on the SmackDown side, Baron Corbin on the Raw side. Can you have these that. two guys? face each other when they've ran together a bunch of times. I would love to see that. As we like to say on this show, you know, heels are kind of outdated. You know, and I yeah. think Ben Corbin and Elias, you know, they'd, uh, they'd work well together and everything. You know, those, pr- yeah, that's my pretty pick objective. for the finals. It's pretty objective when it comes to whether you like a guy or dislike right. a guy. You know, it's just pretty much up finals. to you. And right. as far as Elias goes... They have their fan base on both sides. Love Elias. Well, I like Corbin better. Yeah. But that's probably the guy who's going to win the whole thing. But he does have a big task ahead of him with having to face Samoa Joe and Ricochet in a triple threat match, which I don't think has ever been done in the King of the Ring. Me neither. Like, they get points for originality on this one because, like I said, I've never seen... Uh, triple threat matches, the finals of the King of the Ring. Quarters. Quarterfinals. You know, the, the finals on their side of the bracket are 
You know what I the mean? The finals is in the middle of the bracket. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely know what you did mean. Did you see? Did you hear Elias' new music, though? Like, how long has he had that? No. Like, I watched SmackDown this he's week. Had he's had it got for new a while. Music. He's had it for maybe three weeks, I want to say. I remember the Drift Away music. Well, where the hell have I been? Uh, I don't know. Probably not watching as usual. I would have noticed if he had new music. Art. Well, you know how we like to fast forward entrances and things. Yeah, true. true. We do. We're we spoiled do. by the DVR. Yeah, we are spoiled by DVR <laughs> now that we're able to fast forward and rewind things. Yeah. We don't necessarily have to watch the whole freaking show. Yeah. Not a knock on Rob Van Dam at all. <laughs> okay. We, we get the good stuff. Though. Um, How do you feel about uh, The Fiend consuming legends? Uh, you know, I'm, last week he had Jerry Lawler. There's big speculation this week that he's going to do Stone Cold. Uh, there's a lot of, you know. I'd like to see him wrestle matches. You know, I'd like to see him actually wrestle matches other than uh, beat up the legends. No, I think this in my is. my opinion. I think it's a novelty being able to watch him wrestle. So they should save it for big occasions, pay-per-views, reunion shows. Things like that. Seeing them wrestle on a regular basis would probably spoil you where you wouldn't believe the gimmick anymore. True. But the whole Legends thing doesn't really do much for me. Uh, can you at least do that with regular superstars then? With like uh, active well, members of if the he, roster If then? he does that, then them not being there would hinder the show basically. So he's based, So I think he's taking out people who have a big name who doesn't have to be there. So when he consumes them, they don't Yeah, I guess well, I get anymore. what you're saying, you know. You know, won't be missed, missed too much. You exactly. Know, the them show. not being there is nothing different than when they weren't there before. Yeah, I get you. You know what I mean? So do you think this does anything for Bray Wyatt? Uh, I don't think so. You know, like I said, uh, I'd rather see him do that to, you know, superstars on the active roster. So you think you the know? gimmick just speaks for itself? He doesn't need this shit. Pretty much, you know. Like, that gimmick is over, like, gangbusters. Yeah, it he was the most... the most popular people on the roster right now. And it was, actually was the most viewed clip from SummerSlam. That's because it was it was something new, you know. Everybody had to see the, the, the Fiend and everything. And everybody, they just went... Ape shit over It's got millions of views, dog. That that new entrance has got millions of views. He's such a good worker, though, in the ring. He is. He is. But this new character, I think, is uh, what's really going to put him on the map. He, I think he's already been on the map. Let's not forget that he's a former WWE champion. I mean, Bray Wyatt, I honestly think that uh, he was on his way to being critically misused. You know? Like, yeah, because after that debacle at WrestleMania that he had with Randy Orton. Yeah, and him getting the him, Undertaker the year after his streak was was ended. Yeah, and losing to Taker, and then fucking losing the Wyatt family. Cena, the John the Cena thing. Yeah, I mean, it's plenty of times where Bray Wyatt could have been used brilliantly. Because if that was me, I would have had him consume the Undertaker. That way, he would have had his powers too. Yeah, and that would have been a great fucking storyline. But of course, WWE loves to build things up and then throw it in the trash. Pretty much. <laughs> That's how they do. They're like, let's make this the biggest thing ever. 
Up, oh, one thing went wrong. Throw the whole thing away. Oh, that's it. That's it. Just, just kill it. Hopefully they forget. It's not good shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah. they have a fucking gold mine on their hands right now. Yeah, I think so too. Two sides of the spectrum too. They have the fucking playhouse shit that's selling like crazy. And then they have the actual fiend shit that's selling like crazy. Yeah, you definitely. So like, people just I hope they can right utilize now. this as as much as they possibly can because they they do have a gold mine on their hands. Yep. And they need to capitalize on it while the shit is hot. Because it won't be forever. It, it definitely will not be forever. All right. Let's talk about one of the last things that we're going to talk about on the show. The fucking worst storyline I've ever seen. This Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, Eric Rowan shit. Uh... To be completely honest with you, I've kind of lost track with this one. Okay, Last so... Time I checked, Rowan did it? Rowan did it, basically. So, basically, uh, Roman Reigns keeps getting attacked. Uh, the, the fucking car, whatever it is, railing or yeah, a bunch of things, fell, things on fell on him. Somebody pushed it down. Um, he gets attacked. Somebody tries to run him over with the car. Um... They beat up Buddy Murphy every week, mm-hmm. saying that he knows who did it because they saw him walking away. Uh, he tells them Rowan did it. They beat him up anyway to tell us to say that he lied, and then it turns out Rowan did it anyway. And then he turns on Daniel Bryan, puts Bryan through a table, you know, beats up Rowan. I mean, beats up uh, Roman Reigns. Basically says, uh, Bryan, you can't tell me what to do. I'm fucking, I'm about to be the man around this piece. He beats up everybody, and that's how SmackDown ends. Wow. I was not expecting that. I feel like Rowan always needs somebody with him. And them trying to make him a solo star right now, I don't know if it's going to work. Do you feel like that shit's going to work at all? Uh... I would like to see them give this a chance. Well, they're giving it a chance because, right now. Because, honestly, you know, I, I think the reason why you always see him paired with somebody is because he's always been paired with somebody, you know? Always. Like, he's never really gotten the chance to fly solo and never. do his own thing. And I think never. that... Never. All the way from the NXT that, days. I think he should get that opportunity. You know, he might be good at this. You don't know. He's flown solo once. So he had he was with the Wyatt family. They brought in Braun Strowman. He's still with the Wyatts. Uh, he breaks away from the Wyatts, and uh, I think I know that was with the Survivor Series. But even team. then, he's a part of Team. The... But he was all he was supposedly on other, his own. He's he's part of the Face Team. But I forget it was John Cena, Dolph Ziggler, uh, Big Show who turned on them, mm-hmm. uh, and Rowan. Rowan. And uh, it was one more person that was with him, I believe. That's four, isn't it? John Cena, Big Show, Dolph Ziggler, Rowan, and there was one more person that was with him at the time. But I can't, it it slips my mind right now. I just remember us being there when Sting came out. Yeah, true. We we were even at that pay-per-view. We can't even remember who it was. But the point being, he was still part of a team, though. You know, he wasn't really on his own. Right, they were going against the authority, which was Mark Henry, Seth Rollins. Luke Harper was on that team. Uh, Rusev. Rusev. And Rusev and Kane. All right, that's fine. We got that one. So, 
he they tried to get him by himself at that point. That was when he was coming out with the sheep mask on. Mm-hmm. And it flatlined. Yeah, it flatlined. Yeah. Nothing came of it. Now he gets to talk. Yeah, I was, I'm honestly kind of looking forward to this. You know, Let's bring the big man forth. Let's see what he's got. Here's my biggest problem with it. It's Clash of the Champions. Mm-hmm. It's all championship matches. Why are they having this match at Clash of the Champions? Neither one of these bums are champions. You got me, Art. I don't know. That's that's my biggest problem with it. I'm not saying that Rowan shouldn't get the chance because everybody deserves a chance to shine in the spotlight at least once. At least give them the opportunity to see if they can be a solo wrestler. And this is Rowan's biggest chance to be a solo wrestler and take things where he wants it to go. At this point, though, I don't know if this storyline can last with the other things that's going on. Because right now, Sasha and Bailey are pretty much... You know, the the tunnel vision of attention. Everybody's focused on them. The rest of the people are focused on FTRKO. I'm not really a big fan of this storyline. You know, I think it was uh, a little too, uh, too long drawn out. You know, I had too many uh, uh, twists and turns and all the other stuff. The best thing about the storyline is that it did get Buddy Murphy on TV. And Buddy Murphy did get clean wins. He got a great match against Roman Reigns. He lost that one, but he did beat Daniel Bryan clean with Rowan in his corner. Yep. And um, he's no longer the best kept secret because the secret's out. out. (laughs) You know what I mean? It did get Buddy Murphy on TV. It did make a new superstar for everybody to focus on. But Buddy Murphy fucking lost in the first round of the tournament right along with Kevin Owens. He'll be all right, though. I think Buddy Murphy will be bound from this. Right, and right along with Kevin Owens, yeah. who got screwed out of the first round it's, of the tournament. They're still doing the thing with Kayla and Shane, though. I thought that was over. I thought it was over, too. But here we go again with Shane just screwing KO every chance he gets. And where does it go from here? It's not like they're going to be friends or anything. I don't know where it goes. Guess we'll have to wait and find out. And KO, please work on your stunner, dude. Damn. I think that's why people are so upset he got he got kicked out of the tournament the first round. They expected him to win. They and expected him to win and give uh, a the, the the Austin type right, speech. One of those speeches. He didn't get to give one of those speeches. He was out in the first round along with everybody's favorites. KO got eliminated first round. McIntyre. McIntyre got that. eliminated first round. Miz got eliminated first round. Buddy Murphy got eliminated first round. Do you realize that we're regardless of what happened? We're gonna have a cruiserweight in the final. Elias is in a cruiserweight. Whether we have Chad Gable or Ricochet or but what you know if Chad what I'm Gable and Ricochet lose? I feel like we're gonna have a cruiserweight in the final. I don't think so. I got Corbett and Elias. <laughs> I don't think that that's gonna be the matchup, dog. If one of those guys have to lose, because I don't see them fighting each other in the final. They're two of the biggest heels on the roster right now. So they not Vince is not gonna let that shit happen. I don't know. I think it could. I think it could work. Well, we're gonna have to find out, aren't we? We will. We will. We will. Well, shit. I guess that's all we got then. Tell them where to reach you, bro. Uh, Matt Lindsay on Facebook. You already know our dog one on Instagram, our dog three on Twitter at art dog three on Twitter. At. You know what I'm saying? 
uh, Arthur Quinn on Facebook. You can always hit us at the Sons of Legends twenty one at gmail dot com. Uh, argue with us, talk to us, tell us what you want us to talk about, and you already know how this goes, man. We will holler at you guys next week. Peace. Peace.